Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Real quick reminder for you guys, tomorrow... Guys and gals, tomorrow on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson will be doing the numbers don't lie. We're going to be applying the going in raw math to one Mr. David Batista in his wrestling career. So that should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Do you have any uh, uh, initial guesses? I know we talked about this on Power Rank, but for the larger audience, do you have a guess as to what Dave Batista is going to end up? In the uh, going in raw uh, low, math? low mid sevens, low mid low mid sevens. That sounds right. I think uh, I think I'm probably there with you. I think that's going to be the case. Uh, also wanted to let you guys know real quick: if you are listening to this podcast in the audio realm, there are currently two ways to get this show ad free. You can actually get it with bonus episodes on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson for $5 a month. You can also get it uh, through an audio link that I have coming up right now, and I've been searching for it. Look at the way I can uh, I can uh, uh, postpone things here. Here we go. Goinginraw.supercast.tech. Mm-hmm. That's how you can get the show ad-free. Uh, we've been fortunate enough, our good friendos over at uh, Studio 71 hooking us up with those ads. But I can understand if people want their stuff ad free, you could do that as $3 a month for that. Uh, so check that out if you're interested. If you're like, yeah, I just want to, I just want the meat. I just want the good stuff. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. $3. I get, I get it. $3. You can get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, another person who's going to be, uh, what's a good segue for this one? Another well, person who's uh, going to be getting more than $3 a month is Kevin Owens. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Once Ooh. he hits free agency, this is kind of a shocker because I might have <laughs> I might have inadvertently made one of the big, biggest predictions of the year. Stumbling into success. That is not just the going in raw. That way. is the going in raw credo, man. We just saw yes. Adam Cole and, of course, Brian Danielson debut in AEW Larson. But could Kevin Owens soon be all eight as well? Wait a second. Hold on a second. I thought... That it was reported that in 2019 he signed a five-year deal. Well, Fightful Select, they're terrific, by the way. Go subscribe. Yes, go subscribe. Go subscribe. Reported yesterday that Owens' WWE contract is up much sooner than initially thought as they're reporting that Kevin Owens will be a free agent January of 2022. That is less than six months away. That is about four months away. 
Exactly, which is, like I said, less than six months yeah, away. Yeah, four is less than six, yes. According to Fightful, Owens' deal originally was supposed to run into 2023, but WWE restructured his and others' deals before and the pandemic deals, yeah. Yeah. and will now expire early next year. That's pretty crazy. Wow. Pretty crazy. Just the other day, or was it yesterday, Kevin Owens tweeted out the coordinates of Mount Rushmore, of course, that was a faction he was in in PWG along with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, Kevin Owens' career at WWE has always been, you know, like they'll go through spurts where he's highly involved in something high level and doing really great work. And then he'll be off TV for a while and kind of spin wheels for a little bit. And it's kind of, you know, a, a rinse and repeat type pattern with him, unfortunately, because he is. He's a fantastic wrestler. He's a fantastic oh, talker. Yeah. And again, like a lot of people in WWE, I feel like we're seeing about like 85% of what he could really do. Dude, I'd be even shocked if it's that much. I remember early on when we were watching Kevin Owens, every match he would have, there, he was like busting out something new. Yeah. And he was one of the most creative people they have. Seems mm-hmm. like a genuinely good person. Mm-hmm. Um, smart, creative can go good guy, bad guy. He always brings motivation to his character work where you can kind of tell it's him and not creative necessarily. Mm-hmm. This guy has everything. I think that Vince McMahon really likes him. He just, he it's kind of maybe a Bret Hart thing where I think Vince really liked Bret Hart, but he never quite saw Bret as the guy. And I don't know if he, I think he probably goes through phases where he's like, oh yeah, I see Kevin Owens as the guy. But then he looks at him and then he looks guy like Drew McIntyre. He's like, no, that's what the guy is. Um, But clearly Owens has what it takes to be the guy. And again, it's a situation where in AEW, it's a company custom made for him. Um, The only question at this point is uh, where... I'm sorry. When is Sami Zayn's contract up? I, I we had read before that it was up pretty soon, but I guess at this point you sort of never know if they were doing restructuring of contracts at yeah, some yeah, point yeah. prior to the pandemic. Um, maybe that mm-hmm. got changed around. Maybe he signed for a longer period of time. We don't know. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, in the coming months who else had their contract restructured. Yeah, you sure. know. Because, I mean, Fightful was clear to mention that Owens wasn't the only one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and who had you know, be years taken off the contract. Because Fightful said that it was 2018 that he talked about signing a new deal. Oh, so 2018, five okay. Year, okay. Five-year deal in 2018, which would have taken him through 2023. Sense, but yeah, now, sense. at least a year has been taken off for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds like you could be uh, hitting the open market here in the, in the next, in less than six months. Would not be shocked at all to see him go to AEW. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked either. in the would not either. That is a that is a stacked. I mean, at that point, look, we like plenty of people in WWE. Who else sort of fits the AEW besides Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens? Who else in WWE fits that bill? I mean, I'm I'm looking at a couple of them on our banner right here. We got Gargano, uh-huh. Champa, Pete Dunne, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you take if you take like a lot of NXT, I feel like would. Would fit right in in AEW if you take mm-hmm. that out. I was thinking main main roster. Okay, look at main roster then. Ricochet. Some main people here in wrestlers. chat have some good names. Ricochet, Finn yeah. Balor, yeah, um, Keith Lee, Keith Lee, 
I would think Keith Lee probably has a contract that's gonna last a while. Though. I know, I know, he just signed a new deal, but Cesaro. Yeah, Cesaro just signed a new deal. Yeah, Nakamura. Yeah, yeah. I think all, all or any of them would be great in AEW. Cedric, that's a good one. Yeah, Drew Cedric Gulak. Would be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, not sure I'd want to see Kyle O'Reilly over there. I like AEW. Uh, so, um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, speaking of stuff, let's talk speaking about... Speaking of AEW, let's talk about the AEW champion, Kenny Omega. PW Insider dropped their annual list of the 500 best wrestlers for the second time in his career. Kenny Omega is number one. Number one. Here's the top ten. So you got Kenny Omega, number one. Number, number one. two, Ooh. you got the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Ooh. Number three, you got Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre at four, Kota Ibushi at five, John Moxley at six. Will Ospreay at seven, Finn Balor at eight, Shingo Takagi at nine, and then Rich Swan at ten. Oh yeah, Rich. I think he had a good. The, so the, I'm sorry. The period of time is like from July to July, roughly. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. what it is? Yeah. So yeah, Rich Swan was the Impact Champion during that period of time. He had a pretty he had a pretty good span. Like right after the cutoff time, I think is when things started to go south for for Rich Swan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but was, um, uh. When did Kenny beat him for the belt? It was at was it July. It was a July pay-per-view, wasn't it? Probably. That sounds right. June or July. Because it wasn't August like... slam anniversary, and Kenny was already champion by August. Yeah. So yeah. July's, uh, I don't know, no surrender, hard to kill. Uh, well, it was one of them. It was, a paper, it was the, the actual pay-per-view before that, not one of their impact. Oh, it was an actual pay-per-view? Okay. So it must have Wouldn't been. Wouldn't that have been June then? Don't they do those every two yeah, months? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think so. I'm sure somebody has that. Anyways, there's a lot of debate I saw uh, about whether Roman should have been number one instead of Kenny. Case can be made for either. Okay, so what's your case for Kenny Omega over Roman Reigns, over the tribal chief? Uh, Roman has one belt. Kenny, during most of the stretch, had four. He was champion in three different promotions. (laughs) It's really difficult to argue that. (laughs) Those those numbers don't lie on that one, right? Yeah, I mean, if if kayfabe, especially, and I know that 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 That's, plays a part. Yeah, that plays a huge part in in the rankings here. And if you're talking about kayfabe, I mean, Roman, he's he's only he's champion of one promotion. Kenny was champion of three. Whoa, our our fear in chat needs to be timed out, please. <laughs> he said Kenny had crap belts. I'm sorry, the Mega Championship is the most prestigious championship in my truly, in my mind. Truly, get out of here with that. Truly, uh, truly, yeah, Reigns is great. Um, he's doing yeah, really it's, cheap. He's it's doing no disrespect to Roman Reigns. If yeah. WB had busted open the forbidden door, who knows? Roman could have like 15 belts. We don't know. He could have more. He could be like that picture of Ultimo Dragon. Totally. But all, WB or the picture of it. Ultimo Larson, for that matter, which you can get on a Thank shirt you. right now. Yeah. Yes, no exactly. disrespect. I'm sorry. Um. So, you know, it's, it's not Roman's fault. He can only have one belt. It's just yeah. the reality of the situation. Yeah. Roman's been doing great work. Any other year, probably been an easy number one. Mm-hmm. Kenny was champion in three promotions. Yeah, absolutely. Putting on awesome matches for the, the entirety of the year, as was Roman. But again, yeah. Kenny had was champion of three promotions. That's a good point. And these, honestly, these days, man, golly, you see that talent going back and forth and to and from. Like, you can't say, yep. oh, the talent's better here, the talent's better there. Talent is talent. Talent's great. Yep. yep. All over the yep. place. Yep. Anyways, uh, we had, so yeah, let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Try to be civil about it. Um, so let's talk about the maybe this is the last s- episode of Impact or sorry Impact NXT <laughs> as we know it. 
the season finale, but this season has lasted like what six years now, you know, uh, from 2015 or so, roughly. Um, I guess that's considered the 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 heyday of NXT. The good stuff. 2014, 2015. The good yeah. stuff. What was interesting to me was besides, I thought the episode was fine. It was solid. I'm just more looking forward to what the hell they're going to do next week. Um, besides the normal promo that they ran. All of the graphics for like next week, we've got this is all still branded. They didn't really make. I mean, look, I wasn't actually expecting a retrospective of the golden, the golden black era of NXT. I wasn't expecting that. I thought maybe there'd be some sort of indication that this is going to look besides the small promo they've been running for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. You know, some sort of idea that, hey, this is the end of one particular era and we're diving into a new one next week. No, they're just going to rip the Band-Aid off, and suddenly we're in New Era. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. You know, it's it's. I wasn't expecting any kind of sentimental uh, uh, farewell to, as you put it, the, the black and gold era of NXT. Wasn't expecting that. I wasn't even really expecting them to acknowledge it at all, and it turned out they really didn't. Um, because I, I just kind of feel like it's going to be a situation where it's like, all right, we're going to do it, and then that's that. You know, yeah. I don't. As we, as they've done some teases for what this new NXT is going to look like, but it's been pretty. Uh, uh, it hasn't really delved terribly deep into. We saw this. We see little images of the sketch. We see a new logo. We know it's bright. It's colorful. Yeah. Uh, whoever designed it, maybe they're a fan of Jackson Pollock. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or or watched, you know, early Dynamite. Basquiat um, wasn't Basquiat like that kind of too. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. No, wasn't he? He's not related to the Jackson Pollock paint splatter type stuff. Well, that's like more like paint splatter. Hold on, Basquiat. But wasn't Basquiat really colorful and stuff? Like his painting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Um. So. Oh yeah. Until it has, we it has much more of a Basquiat feel to it. Look at that. Um, Those are great. Until we we really dive in and <laughs> see what it looks like live. You know how vibrant it is compared mm-hmm. to, you know, because NXT is is you know, Triple H is he likes his he likes his metal. Mm-hmm. And NXT had a very metal vibe to it. Oh my god, it was like kind of too much by the end, right? Like yeah, was, with with the with the boards with the 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 fence on it and stuff like well, that. Also, it was a little just too like much. the logo which had the NXT in the middle of it, but then like it was like a giant like you know the uh, uh, like some sort of bird, like, like a, a bird gun, prey. like a gun metal raven or whatever it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah it was very metal. Mm-hmm. And now they're going a different direction, and, and in theory, that sounds fine. You know, like the I'm not huge on the actual design of the logo. Mm. I don't mind a, a, a rebrand more that's more colorful. 
I like the Wale song because Wale is great. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, and if some of the new talent we've seen, like last night, we saw the Creed brothers make their in-ring debut. And granted, it was a very short match. They dominated. Um, I, I I enjoyed their presentation. They're, they they hyped up their amateur background. Perfect fit for Diamond Mine. They found a pretty interesting and fun way to weave their amateur background into their in-ring style. I thought a lot of that was fun. That bit where they were doing trading off fireman's carries. It's a simple thing, but I thought that's effective. That's mm-hmm. really effective. They just got signed um, to their deal to their developmental deal in February. That's crazy. They picked it up so quick. That's pretty crazy. I did, the only thing issue I have is 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 their name, Julius and Brutus. You go, you think Julius Caesar. You can't wait. You were just waiting for one of them to, for Brutus to turn on his brother. Based they, on names alone, they, they grew up together. It, I, I feel like I feel like that's actually a pretty decent sort of you know, uh, their parents are into you know the tragedies or Greek tragedies or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and you know they gave them these names to keep them both sharp to be like, hey, at any moment, one of you, Brutus, it could well, turn Brutus, on yeah. the other. <laughs> Julius, <laughs> probably probably Brutus, and the other guy's going to be Julius. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Julius, watch your back, and uh, but Brutus. Knowing knowing history, watch out for Julius. He might preemptively strike. Maybe, knowing history. maybe. Did they have yeah. another brother that named Cassius? Could be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They just didn't get into the wrestling. Who knows? Could be. Uh, anyways, we're going to see, I feel like, a lot more of these type matches where you have, uh, I mean, like the case with their match last night, it was them against a couple of guys. I don't think we've seen an NXT before, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're going to get a lot more matches with, uh, with, 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 you know, as I mentioned last week, the week prior. Newer wrestlers against veterans. Roman. Did I say Greek? I meant Roman. Yeah, Roman. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're going to see that in the coming weeks. And then where it goes from there remains to be seen. Is it going to be a situation where they're going to use the veteran talent over the course of weeks or months to help get this new talent over? Or is it going to be a pretty quick transition in terms of shifting the focus to the younger talent? Don't know. Or if, if that's even going to be the deal. I don't know. It could just simply be, hey, let's get more young talent on TV and try to get them ready, as opposed to a wholesale shift over to a different philosophy with the new packaging, or it could just be the new branding entirely. And then NXT, as we knew it, will more or less continue to exist with some modest changes. I don't know. Yeah, dude. I If I had to go with my gut, I'd have to say it's probably going to be just a new coat of paint, uh, a brighter more colorful situation and over the next year their philosophy on recruitment obviously will change yes and that'll play out as you know in terms of the wrestlers we see on tv totally because they're still gonna have to i mean you see odyssey jones he obviously they want to feature him pretty prominently he was part of the bachelor part i mean so was zombie ref but you know odyssey jones is there uh uh they had carmelo hayes last night I think that it's going to be a process. I mean, you honestly, you can't just put like the Creed brothers were fine last night. They've been mm-hmm. in developmental for all of seven months. You can't expect them to be, you know, not everybody's going to be a Kurt Angle. Um, I thought they they did a good job playing up to what their obvious strengths are and, uh, you know, probably did a good job hiding whatever weaknesses they might still have this early in the game. Um, but even for them, it's kind of too early to tell. Um, yeah. And so... I think that this thing is just going to be a process and you'll see it play out. They're obviously not going to get rid of right now 
Well, I'm not going to say that. I don't know. I, I I think it's just it's a big unknown. I really think it's an unknown. I mean, yeah, they're not going to. I'll put it this way. I find it difficult to believe that they would wholesale take 20 people that are prominently featured in NXT right now and release them and just plunk in a bunch of people who really don't know what they're doing in their spots yeah. this yeah. coming Tuesday. You know, I kind of feel like that's not going to happen. Um, as Nick Khan has said before, you're going to get waves of releases, though. That's mm -hmm. that they said that's going to be the thing that's going to happen mm -hmm. is they understand, OK, what we're looking for. So that's probably going to be the case going forward for every, you know, uh, uh, the Creed brother tag team that they see developing well enough that they, OK, well, now we can probably let go of some other people that we're not going to feature as prominently and so on and so forth. So there is going to be turnover going over the next 12 months, but I do think it's going to be an elongated process. It's not like uh, Parker, uh, what's his face, Boudreaux or uh, yeah. Reichsteiner is going to come in. Bronson Steiner is going to come in and immediately take that title off. Joe, wouldn't surprise me if we get, uh, uh, who did you say is most likely? Peter Dune, right? To to take the title off. Based, or, I mean, sorry, to come out of the number one contender match. Well, the one next week, I think it's going to be L.A. Knight. Coming I'm sorry, L.A. Knight. Yeah, you said L.A. Knight, and I agree with that. Probably going to be L.A. Knight. He's going to lose to Joe. Then you might yeah. get, you know, once uh, Dunn and, and Champ are done with their thing, he's Kyle O'Reilly obviously is going to have a Joe match, which is going to be a good one. So I think you're probably going to go through these four guys while they figure out and why the, while they build up guys like Odyssey, Duke Hudson, uh, and, you know, some other guys who are a little bit further behind. Well, I was thinking, too, maybe the, the, the lineage could be so Joe's going to go through L.A. Knight. It's going to go through Champa and probably uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. I think of the four who are, who stand right now the, the as potential contenders. Pete Dunn has probably the best chance of beating Joe, but I think Pete Dunn win the belt to eventually push a Pete Dunn Rich Holland feud. See, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if if they all fell to Joe? I think Joe's going to be the. I think Rich. It would not shock me if Rich Holland was a guy to take the title off Joe which is kind of a shame because I'm not really impressed by Ridge Holland. He's got a good look to him, but I don't, I just, I see him in ring and I just don't really see a whole lot there that I like. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to take, maybe I have to take a closer look. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think that maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I think it'd be cool for Pete Dunn to pick up that NXT title. He certainly, well, be he great. certainly deserves it. Um, mm -hmm. I just wonder if the bigger thing is Joe, I don't know. The story should be Dunn versus Holland. I just don't know how likely they are to pull that particular trigger. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I don't, don't know either. I don't know. Don't know. So, or, I mean, it could be the inverse. It could be. It could be that that uh, 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 Holland is the one that ends up beating Joe for it, and that upset, like we saw last night, Pete Dunn's upset about, and turns on Rich Holland, and then you get babyface Rich Holland. Mm -hmm. Or. Done. I mean, who is the guy who was more eager to beat up on Lorcan and Birch last night? It was Holland. If Dunn faces off with Joe, Dunn loses. What if Holland then turns on Dunn and says, "You all, you guys are losers. I'm the guy. I'm could the be. man." And then he, he takes on Joe, takes the title, and then you could do Dunn versus Holland, and Dunn yeah. will lose to him too. Well, I and mean, Rich Holland only started beating on him at, at, at Dunn's behest. He did, but then when they were going to leave. He was the guy who went back yeah. and did it some more, and Dunn was like, "Oh wow, okay, you're aggressive, cool, dude." And they just shrugged. And they, yeah, just shrugged exactly. So, anyways, let's hop on it. I mean, let's. I guess we can talk about some of the other stuff in a nutshell here. Um, 
we had, of course, the bachelor and bachelorette parties. The bachelorette party was kind of a lot of nothing. It was kind of, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure how most bachelorette parties go down. Uh, but uh, this seemed pretty lame. Uh, they had a dinner, and Indy and Candace made like a speech. And then they decided to go and spy on the bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just left the bachelorette party, and they were just there. Yeah. Left, to, yeah. I guess. It was like the middle of the day, too. So mm-hmm. a bit disappointing. Beth Phoenix didn't yeah, miss much. No. The bachelor party was pretty damn funny, though, uh, especially the end bit where finally Gargano and Dexter Loomis high-fived. Because uh, uh, Odyssey Jones pushed Gargano into the high five. True. Uh, and, uh, but you know, it did cause Gargano to reflect on the day's events and realize that, Hey, he's okay with Dexter. And now I'm cool to have this wedding. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but as one of Indy's friends noted, it's a WWE wedding. They never work out. Exactly. So do you think these nuptials will happen next week or are they going to be interrupted and, uh, and and it all fall apart. <clears throat> I mean, historically speaking, the latter is what happens at WWE weddings. So that's the and they mentioned it last night. That's the trope you're expecting. Now, will NXT in their their first episode with the new look, new branding? Will they will they subvert that trope and give us something unexpected and actually have the wedding in some fashion happen? Don't know. Wouldn't it be cool if they just did the entire the whole reveal of Dexter actually being a serial killer, like the cops? We kind of got that. We kind of got that at the at the during laser tag. Or a lot of hints. I mean, he comes out and he's just soaked in blood, and then he go backstage and there's decapitated heads everywhere. He like he, he says, "Here's your wedding gift," and it's like a it's a, it's a heart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual human heart. Yeah. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, Patrick <laughs> uh, uh, thinks that Austin Theory's going to interfere. I like that idea. Oh, That's be, a good one. Maybe, be, yeah, maybe he be. shows up and he's like, you know, Dexter had kidnapped me again. And he shows up and he's missing like a finger. Mm-hmm. He took my finger. Could now, be. Now I've got 11. No, man. <laughs> yeah, let's hop right into this. Sure, uh, sure. Kicked off with Ember Moon versus Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray uh, making her way pretty quickly there to the top of the women's division, cutting through Ember Moon. Gets a win with the yeah no it was a good match like these two can't put on a bad match at least I don't think they can never seen it with a KLR bomb is that what they're calling her Gory the it's a Gory yeah special, her Gory right? bomb yeah her Gory, Gory bomb, bomb yeah. yeah the the sequence to to get to the her, the finish was pretty good because they were trading roll ups and so Ember Moon goes for a, a jackknife cover and they do the bit where they both kind of like lift themselves up mm-hmm. Kaylee Ray just spins Ember around bang Gory bomb it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty sure. clever way to get to the finish. After that, we had a pretty quick Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch interview. Birch says, "Done talking. I'm back." And Oni says, "Hey, they're going to take back what we never lost tonight." And then Dunn tells him, "Go out there and just don't win those titles, but end MSK." Uh, after that, we had Indy's bachelor party. Her friends were there chatting amongst themselves. Uh, mentioned uh, the WWE weddings never work. Uh, she Indy points out that her best friend Persia, I think her name was, mm-hmm. who's actually Steph Delander, apparently, uh, oh. came in. Apparently, she's got quite a lot of fans in her favor uh, from her days elsewhere. Uh, Candace starts talking, uh, but she's interrupted. She notices that uh, Caden and Casey are tick talking, 
And uh, she, she goes on and says, you know, when this started, I didn't approve of Dexter Loomis. He's creepy. He's deranged. She goes on and on a little bit. She says, but now I realize that Dexter really loves Indy. And she raises her glass to Indy and Dexter. So they sort of sit down. Candace says, you know, Johnny's going to be a tougher nut to crack than me. And Indy says, well, you know, Dexter is going to have to crack his nut. And uh, they wonder what they're doing for the bachelor party. And Candace says, well, you know, I have some spy gear that I used to use. And uh, she says, let's go spy on them. And they say, okay. And they just ditch their own bachelor party, bachelorette yeah. party. Yeah. And after that, we had Carmelo Hayes versus Santos Escobar. Uh, Hayes is putting forth a pretty solid effort here. Uh, numbers of Legato, though, were too much for him to overcome. Um, the finish saw Hayes hit a spring, uh, sorry, Santos hitting a, a knee to encounter a Hayes springboard. And Hayes escapes a phantom driver, hits Santos with a code breaker. A slam that gets a two. He hits a DT on the apron. And then Raul and Joaquin go to distract the ref while the ref's in the ring. Electra Lopez comes over to Carmelo Hayes, slams him on the floor. He barely beats the 10 count. Santos hits him with the Phantom Driver to get the win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, I'll be honest. I'm not sure I like that. Carmelo Hayes just won the broke the the, the broke out the breakout tournament. He broke out on the breakout tournament. He's got that fancy contract. And I know it was a shady win. I get that. But still, like, don't you put somebody else in here in that role, like a, a Trey or, Baxter or, or something? Or else? you have or you have uh, Hit Row come out, start a brawl with Legato, and that leads to, to all that. The scrum leads to Carmelo getting the win. Yeah. Yeah, or you just put somebody else from the breakout tournament who didn't win the thing and has a contract to, to, to fight for a title. I don't know. I mean, I know. Here's the thing, like, I know Santos is a guy who's kind of powered up, but I don't mm-hmm. feel I don't think that he's powered enough up enough to the point where they should be jobbing out the guy who won the breakout tournament. I don't know. It was just yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. Uh, after that, Malcolm Bibbins uh, is at uh, the Diamond Mine camp and he introduces the Creed brothers. Uh, we get a regal interview where he announces a number one contenders match: LA Knight, Peter Dunn, Kyle O'Reilly, and Tommaso Ciampa. We'll be taking on each other next week to determine yeah. who Samoa Joe's number one contender is going to be. Yeah, and then we had uh, Creed Brothers taking on Chucky Viola and Paxton Avril. Uh, is I don't think Chucky or Paxton got a much uh, offense and maybe a move or two because Creed Brothers dominated. I like how they tag each other in by slapping each other in the face. Yeah, that's pretty good. I feel like that's kind of how how we would go if we were a tag team. Probably, yeah. probably. I did know um, you, you made you made a good point though. I did appreciate how they got creative with the amateur wrestling stuff. I appreciated that. I really did. Yeah, there's a lot of double leg takedowns. The fireman carry bit I thought was great. Mm-hmm, or one yeah. of them was in there dumps their opponent with a fireman carry. The other one comes in and does the same thing, but it's bang bang. It's super fast. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, Julius is the second Creed brother in the ring. He eventually gets the win. He hits like this crazy overhead slam type deal, and then a sliding clothesline to get the W for the Creed brothers. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ooh, we got breaking news. It was so important that Larson literally came over here to discuss it. Actually, no, his internet just went down. My internet went down. So uh, it's entirely apropos that during the middle of an NXT recap, which traditionally is like our least watched show, is when we reunite inside of a room. Fate intervened. It's the going in raw way. It truly is. Anyways, uh, so yeah, this was kind of interesting. While you're on your way over here, uh, WWE released a statement. Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, underwent a successful procedure last week at Yale New Haven Hospital following a cardiac event. The episode was caused by a genetic heart issue, and Paul is expected to make a full recovery. So that's good. It sounds like a cardiac event, Lars, if I'm not mistaken, is another way of saying heart attack. I believe that's the case, yes. That's rough. That sucks. Uh, good thing that he uh, survived it, and he's uh, he's expected to make a full recovery. Yes, that is good news. But uh, and I guess like yeah, I mean all these episodes of NXT were taped, so he didn't have to be there for them. Yeah, but his health is sort of more important. Indeed, Anyways, it is. Uh, let's talk about. Let's continue talking about NXT. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I believe we when we left off before my internet said bye, uh, we were about to talk about this Ember Moon interview. Uh, she said it's been a rough three months. She's lost her tag titles, her partner, every match in between. And then uh, she's tired. She knows this happens. We got to dig down deep, find that inner self. Yeah. And it says it took uh, losing to Kaylee Ray to wake her up. And she doesn't want to feel like this anymore. She knows what she has to do. So stay tuned. Yes, Steve. I have a question. Yeah. What does she have to do to stay tuned? <laughs> <laughs> what does she have to do to make us stay tuned? I feel like it's probably something that we know the answer to. It's just, it's just get the old theme song. Get the back. old theme back. That old theme is great. Yeah, it is. It's great. Like, and the the new one sort of starts with like the similar to the old one, but then it just completely veers off course. I don't know. You were gonna make a point. You were making a point before we had to cut. It would have to do like with her standing in the NXT sort of roster because I don't know where she goes from now. Like, yeah, she's already had her title shot. Yeah. She's not going to go back to main roster. She should go to AEW. 
Maybe she had her contract restructured. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if she'd make an overt reference to going to another promotion in an NXT promo. Mm -hmm. I mean, Adam Cole didn't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, That I recall. Wait, did she do what now? No, I said she didn't make an overt reference to going to AEW, or she wouldn't if she was going there. I don't think Adam Cole did that. Oh, yeah. I'm aware of. Yeah, no, I don't think he did either. No, I don't think he did that. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where she lands. Like, they had her in that tag team, and even that didn't really even feel right, necessarily. Uh, I don't know. I, it's just it's one of those things where it's like, I guess you have to say that you're going to do something cool and, and, and new, but there's probably no... There's probably somewhat of a plan, but I don't know. There's probably no plan there. No plan. Probably no plan. Probably no plan. Anyways, uh, after that, we had Hit Row coming at you from the studio, and uh, Swerve... Uh, sort of laughed this off and said, you know, I should have seen this coming, but it's cool. You're not going to catch us slipping again. And then uh, uh, B-Fab goes off on uh, Electra. Yeah. She calls her Senorita C- Secret Sauce. Oh, that was pretty funny, to be honest with you. Uh, after I, did, that- I did like that they, they actually had Ableton open in, in the in the screen <laughs> in the lower left. Yeah. So, like us, like people like me who actually make music. Yeah. Because I don't know what was on the big monitor behind them. Pro Tools. They're using both. That's what you could, because Ableton's more for live performance. Ah, performance. okay. Pro Tools is, is tailored for recording. Mm-hmm. Although that didn't look like the Pro Tools that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. But that was Ableton in the lower left, so I like that. You know, they're paying attention to the details. Yeah, they're like they're really. Do you think they actually do stuff there? They just. Where do you think that is? That studio. Maybe that is Swerve Studio. Could be a studio. Anyways, I don't know either. After that, we had a tag team title match: Casey Canton Zero and Caden Carter versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. This is all about Io and Zoe. Can they coexist? Can they coexist? They had a really hard time coexisting until like the very end. Uh, and I can I'll be honest with you. I kind of wish I. I don't like Zoe Stark and Io Shirai as a tag team. I they, they I don't like the story of them of Io calling Zoe like a shitty. I don't like you. Yeah, she seems like a perfectly likable person. We've said this over and over again. I don't like them as a tag team. Uh, I think they're both obviously EO is like one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Zoe yeah. Stark is pretty good. Yeah, she's really good. But like Casey Canzaro and Caden Carter, they're like an actual tag team. Mm-hmm. Like they work really well together. Yeah. And I don't like the idea that a tag team that works really well together would lose to basically a thrown together tag team that literally hates each other. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. Kayfabe wise, it makes zero sense. It makes no sense. And even like the story of the match wasn't so much. EO coming in and or saving the day per se, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like EO letting Zoe have her chance to work as a team that failed. She'll come and win the, the belts. It didn't really work out that way. Yeah. You know, it, it, in terms of, of the story of, uh, in the match advancing, whatever story they have going for Casey and Caden or EO and, and Zoe, it's not like Casey and Caden were distracted by some TikTok thing. Yeah, right. You right. know, yeah, because Zoe hits her finish mm-hmm. on Casey and then tags in EO to hit the moonsault. Uh, to get the win, yeah. So I don't. I, it's just kind of a muddled story. I don't know where it's going. I don't know. I wonder if they just don't know where a lot of stuff is going. That could be after the match. Uh, uh, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and J.C. Jane attack Casey and Caden on the on the ramp, and Mandy's got she's borrowing Sheamus's mask. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I it's unfortunately they didn't go through with the story that I thought it was going to be, which is syphilitic fake nose. And they're trying to cover up the well, hole in her head. I'll say, we don't know what's going on underneath that mask. That's true. That could be a cover for syphilitic fake nose from the late 1800s. Uh, I'm telling my wife right now that you're here. Heads oh, up, okay. Larson is here. All right. So don't let 
Gypsy out. There he goes. Well, while you do that, I'll talk about this Kyle O'Reilly interview that I know you were really into. Uh, he talks about the last year being really challenging to go from heartbreak of losing championship matches to the turmoil of his best friend stabbing him in the back. And at TakeOver, he closed the chapter not only in his career but his life. He says, you know uh, what's freeing? Not giving a damn. Being able to think and feel and do whatever you want. He says, I, I don't care what it takes, who's footing the bill. If he makes it to his next birthday even, the end game for him is the NXT title and Samoa Joe. It's not about the physical title. It's about what it represents. It's about being the best. He says, at TakeOver, one obsession ended. And next week, another one begins. This is like uh, number one. I, I've never liked him less than that promo last night. Really? I didn't even think it was his worst promo. I think he's had way worse promos than that one. This, so I'm not saying that he, so he didn't come off nervous here. Uh-uh. It came off like he's been taking bad acting lessons. Like acting lessons from, like in in uh, in Barry yeah. with, uh, with, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, with yeah. his teacher, the Fonz. Yeah. yeah. This came off very staged. Like the way he was sitting looked unnatural. He he was trying to sit naturally. Like, oh, I'm a nihilist now. I don't care about anything, man. When you sent me the still of it last night, I thought he was sitting in one of those chairs where the arms go straight from the back of the chair. Yeah. And so he's sitting up with his elbows like this. And when I was actually watching it live, I was like, no, he's sitting in the corner of the ring. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. And so he has his knees up. And he has his arms resting. Okay, on the I thought it was a weird chair. That's what I thought too, based on what you what you sent me. But I watched. I was like, no, he's sitting in the ring in the corner. Maggie has it right here in chat. She says he's like a sixteen year old existential crisis in a thirty somethings yeah, body. Pretty much. It's so cheesy. It is. I just don't care anymore, man. Like, what is your motivation? Oh, now you don't care. It's so freeing. Not giving a damn. I I don't even care if I'm making my next birthday. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you do. I know. I don't know. It's so. He, yeah, he didn't sound nervous, but like his character, I literally want to see him be humiliated because this stuff is so cringy. You personally want to be the one that goes and gives him a wedgie. I kind of do. And I feel like, I don't know. Mm, I don't like it. I don't like any of I it. I mean, I, I feel like this is an improvement over the in-ring stuff where he's obviously nervous. He wasn't nervous. He had a point to deliver. <laughs> and he delivered it. But if you've ever seen go back and watch the first episode of Evolve, yeah. I think it's on Peacock. Yeah. This is the same thing. Yeah. It's the exact same promo that he's given. Oh, we're the best here at Evolve. Oh. It's just it's like that. Like, yeah, it's like it's been 15 years. He hasn't like changed it or 10 That's years, whatever it was. That's interesting. Wasn't wasn't Zach Gibson supposed to have a match this week? I don't know if they're advertised, but I think they teased it. Oh, Grimes. That's right. When he dropped the title on. Yeah. They didn't advertise that. I think they were setting it up because Grimes is on. He he he's he's paying for this bachelor he was party. He's in the bachelor Dexter party. Dexter Loomis. So that's next. So we have Drake Maverick, Odyssey Jones, Johnny Gargano, and Zombie Ref in a limo. And John is wondering who's paying for this. Uh, Grimes comes in. He's like, "What are you doing here? Don't you and Loomis hate each other? You did for months." And Grimes is like, "Whatever. I'm paying for the whole thing." Says truce. And they shake on it. He and Loomis do. So first activity, go-kart racing. Grimes says, I'll give $10,000 to the winner uh, during the race. Candace and Indy are spying from this old car that's kind of like between the tracks. Mm-hmm, yeah. Loomis wrecks zombie ref. Yes. And John gets the win. I do really appreciate that it had zombie ref in there. That yeah. was a great fucking throw. That was a good I touch. I like that. That was a nice touch. Um, next up, axe throwing. They're asked by the, uh, uh, the the staff member there if anybody here has experience with an axe, and Dexter Loomis raises his hand. Not surprising. 
so uh, they're all terrible, of course, except for Loomis. He is great at axe throwing. And then he goes, because Gargano is being very frustrated with his axe throwing, and he goes and he helps John Gargano. You know, he tightens up the hilt and uh, has him works st- on his steadies form. his form, his elbow and stuff. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to boost you up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. I got to kind of uh, hover over this mic. All right, try it now. So that explains my bad posture. All so right. after that, uh, so, yeah, John throws. Hits pretty close to the bullseye. They give each other a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. So the, the the budding bromance is happening, or at least the prospective son-in-law, father-in-law yeah. relationship is yeah. starting to develop. Something like that. Then they go to Jumpstart, which is a trampoline place. What's the place out here that looks exactly like this? Is it Sky High? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, the uh, Odyssey and Grimes sees that Drake like a child is trying to bounce on the trampoline and he says, Hey Odyssey, I bet you $5,000. You can't make him fly to the moon. And so they do this great slow motion bit where Odyssey sort of jumps and jumps. And then he like stomps and Drake goes flying. It was pretty, yeah. pretty funny. Stuff. I was expecting him to go flying much higher. And I thought they were going to do like a gimmick where like they cut and then he's like going high up. In That's the what air. I thought too. Yeah, I mean, I thought that, they though. were all in on the, on the cheesy aspect of it. Uh, next laser tag. Uh, so this whole thing is you got all the NXT guys on team red team green. I'm sure is a bunch more NXT guys, just not ones we've seen on television. Yeah. So the story here is that Loomis is going from uh, each member of team green and, 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 Eliminating them from the game, yeah, in in kind of serial serial killer ways. He uses a, a chloroform, chloroform on one, yeah. You know, just knocks one out, and then John will come up and like shoot their sensor on their chest mm-hmm. and officially eliminate them from mm-hmm. the game. Uh, and this leads to an easy victory for Team Red. Uh, and then uh, so Otis, so Loomis, so sorry. John is giving high fives to everybody. Loomis is the last one. He stops, but his hand's still up. And then Odyssey Jones nudges John forward, pushing uh, 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 pushing John into Loomis, forcing the high five. Uh, meanwhile, Indy and Candace they roll in, and Indy says to Loomis, "You did it. You cracked Johnny's nut." And John John wonders why they're spying on them. Uh, Candace kind of blows that off, says, "Now everybody's on the same page. It's great." John says, "You're right." Let's go have a wedding. Yeah, I I, I really like this. I thought it was this pretty was, fun. This, this is really cute. This is really fun. Uh, let's see. After that, we had Frankie Monet backstage. Robert Stone comes in completely and totally out of breath. I assume that he had been running from Regal's office, and now he's gassed. I would guess. Yes. Okay. So he says that he talked to Regal, and next week Frankie versus Raquel Gonzalez for the mm-hmm. women's title. And mm-hmm. Frankie, of course, is like nobody's going to remember uh, Index's wedding. Once I take that title exactly. from Raquel Gonzalez. Exactly. After this, we had the in-ring debut of Mei Ying. She's just Karen Q. She's been in the ring before, but yes, in this character, yes, versus uh, Jobber. Do you have the name of this person? Virginia Ferry. Thank you very much. Uh, so this was the kind of thing like in 2K when your character has a really cool like strike, like go for the throat. Yeah, she just kept on hitting yeah, that. She yeah. just kept on yeah. spamming that button. Um, Everything was about going after the throat, and then she used uh, Haku's old finish. Yes. Yeah. And got uh, the win. And got that win there. After that, yeah. Yeah. LA Knight, yeah. Oh, got to fill up on gas soon because I'm almost out of it. 
Somebody here in chat noted that LA Knight's gas tank was really low. <laughs> I didn't notice that, <laughs> but I ran with it because I mentioned it in chat. And That's if it's funny. not true, it's hilarious. That's funny. Uh, so anyways, he says, yeah, the NXT universe is going to do a lot of belly aching as I slap around three of your favorites. And then Samoa Joe has to look in these eyes. Yeah. And no, his time is up because, yeah, whose game is it? LA Knight's game. LA Knight's game. It's not insults. Fact of life. Then we got another one of these Chompa promos. Uh, motivated Champa's dangerous Champa. He was motivated by avenging <clears throat> Thatcher's injury. Now he's motivated to beat up Holland. Or he was. He did that. Now his motivation shifts. Now he has two goals. Goal one. Goal number one. He knows Pete Dunn is calling the shots. And the game that Pete Dunn's playing ain't going to end uh, and well for him. Goal number two. Goal number two. It's Goldie. He wants that NXT title back. He says the greatest things in life are worth waiting for, Goldie. And then he gets up very violently. And throws his chair down. Maybe I'll do that when I leave today. You should do that when you leave. This yeah. is padded on the... On, on the Everything's just going to end up falling over. That is like the flimsiest... It really is. T- it's terrible. I, I thought about it. I was like, man, I really... I wish I'd cleared off. I have nothing else. I mean, we could have done it there, but then I would have to reset no, everything exactly. up. That's why I brought this laptop. You know what I did while you were I, gone? I opened a bunch of comics for the friendos. Oh, is that what was inside these uh, dimple? It's a bunch of. You want to grab one over there? No, that's fine. You can. It's got. I got some episodes, some issues of New Mutants. Well, let's get through the recap first, and then we'll see. All right, we'll do it before and we read. Yeah, there we go. We had a main event next. Oni Lork and Danny Birch taking on MSK for the tag titles. Uh, decent enough bout. MSK get the win. Uh, Carter's isolated for a good portion. Wesley, man, Wesley's so smooth in the ring. He's great. He's so great. He's great. Uh, MSK hit their finish. Afterwards, Pete Dunn, Ridge Holland hit the ring. Uh, Dunn gives a little nod to Ridge Holland. Uh, Ridge Holland then headbutts Danny Birch. And then Pete Dunn kicks Oni Lorcan. They hit like a, a head kick, whatever Ridge's finish is called on Oni. And they're about to leave. Ridge gets back in, headbutts Danny Birch again. So, uh, yeah. Um, so they're out of Dunn and company. Seems that way. The Pete Dunn group is now just Pete Dunn and Rich Holland. It's, it's, just, a, yeah. it's a two-man act now. Yeah. Yeah. Company is just Rich Holland. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, we'll take some of your questions well, do here. Do you want to huh? do an AEW preview real quick? Oh, yeah. I, I have, have one it. here. I don't have it in my notes. I, I'll, I'll go Let's I'll see run. if I remember what's happening on AEW tonight. All right. All right. Let's see if Test I know. Test the quiz. Uh... Okay, so I do know this. Tony Khan has uh, confirmed on Busted Open that uh, Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan are going to be there. Uh-huh. Um, Mox versus uh, Suzuki, of course. Correct. That's going to yes. be the main event, yes. you think. You would think, yes. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, that's all I know. Uh, Dustin Rhodes versus? Uh, Malachi Black. There you go. That might be the main event. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus? Dante Martin. Yes. And CM Punk speaks about? His win against Darby Allen, close enough in ring return, and then okay. Ruby Soho versus. Oh shit! This I don't know. Don't tell me. Oh, uh, Nyla Rose, Jamie Hader. Ah, that makes sense. You're close. Okay, cool. Close. All right, let's go ahead and answer some Actually, questions. That last match, you weren't that close, but anyway, I wasn't even close to it. All right. Uh, Patreon. Yes. Oh, by the way, we got a couple new patrons. Oh, cool. Superlicious. Stupid people, stupid things. Isaiah Lufkin. Uh, Jess, what a great name. Jesper Svensson. Oh. Uh, thank you very much for your support. We appreciate it. Uh, like I said, numbers don't lie. Tomorrow. Boy, doesn't it suck when uh, Comcast goes down? I swear it's been happening a lot more lately. I never had that issue at my place. And then 
of course, in the middle of the stream, it goes down. When it goes down, it'll go down for like 10 minutes maybe. But it was saying it wouldn't back me up till after 5 today. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. And hopefully that holds true because otherwise we might have to push the AEW recap till tomorrow. <gasps> oh, no. You're not going to come over tonight? I mean, it's a different thing entirely when it's nighttime, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Moses Supposes here on the Patreon says, do you think if these NXT <laughs> do what? what? It's all back up. <laughs> Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's what it says. Uh, Moses opposes says, do you think if these NXT changes... no. Wait. Yes or no? Oh, no. Yeah, fully restored. All right. That's that's cool. All right. Awesome. Yay. I'll head back home. We can do questions there. How about that? (laughs) Let's do that. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll open up some more comic books. There you go. Uh, Moses says, do you think if these NXT changes didn't start with releases, it may be viewed overall more positively? Yes, I actually do. Yeah. I do. I totally think that. I think that if if they had straight up said, if they had like done a thing where Triple H said, you know, we're always looking ahead into the future and a new era of NXT is going to start September 14th. And then they debut that like thing with all the colors. They stuff. do. They do the promo that Triple H does before takeovers, where it's him in the ring in the spotlight. And he says, new era of NXT. You turn the house lights on. And it's all bright and colorful and great. Yeah. Without the releases. And you play that new uh, that new theme. That's really good. That yeah. I like a lot. Yeah, um, that could be fun, but yeah, it, it was precipitated by releases, and you hear, uh, you know, about upheaval in terms of the philosophy of what NXT and NXT that has drawn a pretty loyal fan base. People are going to worry about the NXT that they know and love disappearing, and I, I get that. Yeah, for a company that like seemingly it's like a billion dollar company, but like sometimes there's their messaging is just so bad. Oh yeah, it's so like fucking amateur hour. Uh, let's see here. Anthony R. Do the Creed brothers give off Steiner brother vibes? I actually thought they gave off more authors of pain vibe. Yeah, me too. To me. Me too. Um, cause they were also a WWE sort of originals homegrown. Uh, and sometimes they could be not the, like they were, they got by authors of pain got by more on like their power. Yeah. Than like good storytelling necessarily, you know? Yeah. But I think in their takeover matches, they benefited from being in the ring with, with great opponents, great opponents. And yeah. there was good stories being told in those matches, you know? Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. David Matushek. Do you think Tian Shaw has a future in NXT's newest incarnation come next week? Don't know. Don't know. Have no idea. Uh, the presentation's great. Yeah. Hurricane says, since this is the return of you two together, what was your favorite tag team reunion? Man, I was so close to saying Edge and Christian at the Rumble, but no, I'm not going to say that. Um, that wasn't that was a good moment though, Steve. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, one of the guys it was a cool moment for him. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm literally just trying to think of some to be honest oh, with you. Oh. It's uh, it's Kenny and Kodobushi. Oh, that's a great one. That's a really good one. That's I like what it that. Is. Uh, let's see here. Mondo, of all the wrestlers who have been in NXT for a while, who's someone you think could do well on main roster, and who's someone who should definitely go to AEW? I think Tommaso Ciampa should definitely go to AEW, and Gargano could do well on main roster because I think that his character stuff is so good that he could be another Daniel Bryan. I'm going to go the opposite. I think I think Ciampa would probably do well on the main roster. Okay. And then I think Gargano would probably benefit from uh, 
because I feel like it, uh, the worry would be with with Gargano is is they'd see his character stuff in NXT and then make him a comedy guy, mm-hmm, yeah, which he could do. But obviously, the ceiling for being a comedy guy in WWE is not terribly high. Let me ask you some. Yeah, what do you? Vince McMahon obviously was very high on Daniel Bryan. Yeah, why do you think that is? Because Vince gets high on certain people, and that sort of buck his trend. You yeah. know? Yeah, no, I know. And I've always been curious about, like, okay, what is it about Daniel Bryan? He's smaller. He's an indie wrestling guy. Because I do see those parallels with Gargano, and I do see them with Cole. And I'm wondering what he sees in Daniel Bryan that he didn't see in them. Here's maybe the only thing I can think of, and this is just speculation. But I have no basis for the speculation, really, whatsoever. More or less, I kind of feel like Daniel Bryan. Remember when he talked about how he took that ambition test and someone from WB said, this is the lowest score I mm-hmm. ever got. I feel like maybe Vince sees Daniel Bryan as he's a unique individual in that respect. And I wonder if Vince just appreciates, hey, you know, y- y- you may not care about the same things that other wrestlers care about. You may not care about the same th- same things that I care about. But I respect that mm-hmm. because you're just being you, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I don't know what else it would be. There was a particular time where it seemed like Vince was opening up to, you know, uh, uh, different style wrestlers, mm-hmm. and and you know, like obviously he likes he has some fondness for Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. some fondness yeah, for, right. for Seth Rollins, yeah. you know, yeah, and Seth to a certain degree fits the mold. A little bit of what Vince historically has. Oh, he does Phys- physically. He does. Yeah, I mean, he's not six four. He's like six one or six two. Um, but uh, uh, and he, you know, he, he cut his teeth in the independence. Um, so I, I wonder if, if it's less about what Vince didn't see in Adam Cole and just is just in his mind for the product that he wants to put out there. Indie wrestlers is not what he is not who he sees as carrying the company into the future. Mm-hmm. I think over the last I don't know ten years, it seemed like he, you know, more so in later years, kind of dabbled in making former indie guys you know, like champions in the company and he probably sees the ratings go down and says, well, that's gotta be the correlation. I wonder if it's because he choked that dude. He choked Justin Roberts. Could be because here's the thing. Some people here in chat are, are, are correctly saying, you know, the fan support behind Daniel Bryan was nuts, but here's the thing. There have been so many other wrestlers who got that fan support. Rusev. And I, Rusev, uh, uh, Damian Sandow. A lot of people got over. I know Daniel Bryan. It was, it was crazy different because like it was louder, but even predating that, Mm-hmm. You could tell Vince really liked Dan before, like the fans really started a groundswell. Like he got fired in 2010 for choking Justin Roberts. They brought him right back, so that tells you something. Um, and Vince always seemed to go back to Daniel Bryan. And yeah, some of it could be because of the fan support, but I always felt that it predated that. Something about him, maybe just personally, maybe Daniel Bryan just wouldn't put up with shit behind, you know, backstage, or maybe it was that could be. But I also wonder if part of it too is is maybe. Daniel Bryan was like, you say, you say, here, we want you to do this. He'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah, that could be. You know? And then that he goes out and does the most he can with whatever he's given, you know? Yeah, that could be. Uh, 182 here in chat says Raw did 1.85 million and a .52 in the 18 to 49. Hmm. I think I'd read that. Wasn't that yesterday? I think that came out yesterday. Maybe not. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, this is funny. Steve Werner says... Uh, he says, this is a question from a while back from my nephew, Milo. If you were to give any wrestler a Radiohead song as entrance oh, music, wow. 
Who would it be in which one? He says the best we can come up with was Knives Out for Dexter Loomis. That's good. I'm trying to think who could, because uh, National Anthem be my pick the song. This is such a dorky question. I'm just trying to think who would be a good fit for National Anthem. Which one's the National Anthem? Yeah, okay, I know that one. That is a good song. That's a high energy one. I feel like it would make for a good theme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's good. MF Steve's hair, Christian creep. Um, like I feel like if Seth Rollins' character was slightly different, it would fit Seth pretty well. Um, you know, it's a high energy, high tempo song. Electioneering. Yeah, that could be a good entrance theme. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Goes forward. You goes backwards. Dun, and somewhere dun, we will dun, meet. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Anyways, that's a nerdy question. Patrick Sparks. Uh, B-Man, which superstar that was in the breakout tournament will be called up to main roster first? And how soon? I mean, you got to say Odyssey Jones because he had some uh, some dark matches. Yeah, that's true. Um, from the breakout tournament. I wonder if... Mm, maybe Duke Hudson. They haven't featured him as much on NXT. Maybe they sort of said, hey, hands off this guy because we're going to bring him out to Could Maine be. before be. before not. Anyways, that's going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks, Larson, for coming over and finishing up this NXT recap so I didn't have to do it by myself. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch chat, stick around. We'll hang out for a little bit. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.